We are live. It has been too dang long. I, I, I think we should just get started with uh, like, look, I'm sorry. We tried. Welcome to the last episode of po- the podcast was fall. Yeah, I guess is what I'm yeah, going yeah. To I mean, I'll say like you know, this is definitely like one of the more fun things that I have done over the last like four or five years. Uh, you know, at a certain point in time, like work plus kids plus pandemic, like it was very very difficult to to consistently make make the time. Um, and as much as I would have loved for it to have been at you know like when something is at the top of of your of your priority list it 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 gets time um mm-hmm. and i think this was like just below the bar unfortunately the, yeah that's exactly how i feel about it i i you know my favorite part was the all of the guests and i feel like i each one of them brought something where we could i learned a lot and then yeah my other favorite part is talking to my friend ian who's got a lot of smart ideas and thinks about ways that are different things in ways that are different from what I, what I am, but always in a way that I, I feel like I can internalize something new and interesting for it. So I'm going to miss it a lot. And it was fun, but yeah, I can't say it's been my top priority. Like it, 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 it just hasn't. Yeah. Um, and I've missed it even in the, in the, the short amount of time that we haven't been able to get a, a podcast going, but um, but we're here for for one last one, yep. at least, and we'll we'll hit a couple of the topics that we have been uh, discussing. Yeah, and then, yeah. But let's uh, let's do some updates yeah. first. I am once again at a different company. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am probably a job hopper at this point. Um, I don't think I'm, so. I'm getting you're, moved off of lists. You're um, normal. <laughs> there's a a company like your health, brand new, completely empty data warehouse, some people that I enjoyed working with in the past. Um, I miss, I miss devoted on some, some level. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of great people that I don't work with there anymore. And I, I miss Mm -hmm. them a lot. Um, That's still a company that I think is like, I'm very happy to hold their equity as well. Um, I, I, I expect that that will, that will pay off for me nicely. Nice. Um, And yeah, so that's that's been the big thing here. I'm uh, I've now done a whole year in New Hampshire, um, and we already we already got through the winter. I already discussed that in a previous episode. Um, the fall here is amazing. I I like New Hampshire a lot. Um, New Hampshire, I the two things are true, right? Like I miss California a lot, and I particularly miss Oakland, yeah. um, which I did not live in, but I like spent a lot of time in. I missed the Nabloom Bakery um, and Reams and uh, you know a lot of the people I have left back in the in the Bay Area. But like the particular locale of Oakland is like, man, I didn't realize how much that like how much of my expectations of life was set mm-hmm. by, by that. You've got an office that looks like a Zoom background. Yes, my 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 wife gets a lot of lot of credit for this, and <laughs> we're not the only one who's observed. Who's asked me whether I, this is a background or not. I, we had some local contractors come in and put in some built-ins. I've got all of my books on the uh, the back wall. Some and the some, San Francisco uh, Giants hat. <laughs> yeah, and the San Francisco Giants hat, and so. Um, that's actually we're we're retiring our podcast on the same day that Buster Posey is retiring as well. I know. I saw, uh, big, I saw. Two two e- equally large losses for the Bay Area, in my opinion. Uh, um, I I mean one probably lar- a little larger than the other. You think so? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean I feel like we're probably a little more important than him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just like I I have these really strong memories of you know of, of especially the the 2010 world series and and like that that season and it it was like a little like it, there are two ways in which at least in my experience like you know you're getting old especially if you're a sports fan like when you, you know, is, when the guys you were you're like you knew about as rookies start retiring right well it, like, oh no it, yeah <laughs> and then and then you basically realize that like that like your kids are not gonna know anything 
about about these people you know ex- except as like in a book somewhere and and you're gonna be like no like i watched buster posey play he was so great <laughs> and and then like it's just all over <laughs> so that's like there was an element of that that felt very very bittersweet to me it made me feel old would be the first reaction of course i had a discussion with my kids that i thought was kind of amusing where they're like you know i told them about it and the my youngest she has a buster posey jersey mm-hmm. so she was super she was super Aww. sad and we we talked about it we're like well we're talking about a grown man who is is tired of having his knees and hips be destroyed by a sport yeah. and he's going to spend his time chasing like four small children around right like <laughs> Yeah. And when you put it like that, it sounds completely insane to be sad about like someone, yeah. someone else's yeah. career decision. Yeah. And, well, and yeah. And they, yeah. And yet they're just like, well, that was the last we ever, we ever get to see him play. And that does, yeah. it does feel like a big loss, um, yeah. which also does feel a little, a little nuts, but that's, that's kind of the joy of sports, right? Like yeah. as you get to be completely and like there's the something and everyone's, yeah. everyone's fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and and like, I mean, I, I think like, you know, a lot of careers follow this kind of path, even if people like don't want to look at it that way, where it's like, you know, they, they happen in these kind of, in these like discrete moments, right. Where it's like, no, you're really only going to do the thing for, for like this amount of time. And then like, you kind of need to be doing another thing after that. (laughs) Uh, And like, that's okay. (laughs) I, I promise we can spend some time on something else, but I, I, there was, I don't know if this is true or not, if this will turn out to be true or not. Buster Posey is a really good baseball player, right? Yeah. He only played like 10 years. Yeah. And he was elite for probably like five or six of those I years. Don't. So it's, it's possible that like, depending on how people vote in the Hall of Fame, he's not going to make it. It's possible that he won't make yeah. it. Yeah, And it's possible that he was like, I'm not going to possibly trade away a chance to be in the Hall of Fame and be nominated as one of the greatest of all, like, re- like officially recognized as one of the greatest of all time because he wants to spend time with his very yeah. small children. And yeah. I was be like, so probably like, this is what I like to imagine. He was just like, you know, I'm, I feel like I, I know I'm pretty good. So yeah. Yeah, I can just do that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know the guy. I can't. I have no idea if that's like the actual process he went through or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I I, I, I would sus- like to get to a point in my life where I would yeah. I would make that choice, and that would uh, yeah that would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and and like you know, I feel like if when I think about like oh you know making those kinds of choices is really around like do I feel like I did the thing that I came here to do. Um, and I would suspect that he would look at it and basically be like, all right, like I was as good as I could have been and I won three championships <laughs> and like, do I need to do this for another five years yeah, do I, for another random Do I thing? need to prove anything to some sports writer somewhere or, yeah. or like anything? Yeah. The, the selection pressures that exist on both athletes and people in business sometimes will force you to like will put you in the position where you could choose to compete or do something well past when it makes sense for you personally yep you want to be like no you want to say like no i was the best yeah and sometimes it's okay to just be like no i'm i'm pretty damn good i don't need like screw you i'm i like i'm happy like this this worked and i i i you can't tell you can't really take anything away from what i did yeah 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 i mean i yeah like i i sort of look at it i I think in all things like people have you know how how far they get is really subject to their own internal drive and like what it is that they're really looking for right and so you know you can like i'm sure that there are some people who are like i wanted to get this far and i got there and that's enough for me and then there are other people who are just like there is a there is a place further that I would like to get to, and 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 they'll keep going. Like, like at least like the two sports people that I that I think of who likely fall into that bucket, Tom uh, Tom Brady, 
would be would be one example of you know clearly he's driven by something and like great <laughs> um and then and then and um 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 and and uh then alex alex ovechkin uh, is the other right who like you know again clearly like like he could stop playing tomorrow he would be a surefire Hall of Famer. He is very clearly one of the, you know, one of the top 10 players to play his sport. If he plays for another five years, like he has a chance at, 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 at some all-time records. Uh, and so, you know, maybe he wants to chase that. Like, obviously, I don't know the guy. I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like... I think like every person's stopping point is like is much more internally focused than uh, well, that's the that's the hope right yeah. right like that's the I do like you do feel like like people will get they'll do stuff for external validation yes yeah so so what if what if you could internally validate yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean it's it can be like one of the things that can be helpful about sports and stories in general is like you can kind of view these narratives as like oh is this useful to me yeah 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 i mean you know when i think about the thing i want for my kids right like 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 i want my kids to you know obviously like be successful in the world for whatever that that means for them the big thing mm-hmm. is basically like i don't want them chasing uh, like like i don't want them to chase external validation right like 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 i want them to you know to internalize their own drive and then go like go drive towards success and whatever that means Right. Like, like, I'm not going to define that for you. I'm also not going to tell you, you should only go this far. Like, that's up to you. Like how far you want to go is up to you. Um, Assuming that you're not generating negative externalities. (laughs) So like, don't be an asshole. Don't destroy the world. But, but like outside of that, it's sort of like define your own success. Um, And, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, uh, and so, so, you know, the the tricky, the tricky part of that is like define your own success, but there is a little part of me that's like, but don't, don't be, don't settle for stuff at the same time. Right. It's like, it should feel like success to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, that's like the internal drive, right. Of like, of like, you know, when you're settling, right. (laughs) I, I think that's really hard to explain to a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not looking for my six-year-old. To it's really understand. hard to explain to myself, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 But like, you know, when I think about my own decision-making, like I know when I've settled for something versus like when I stretched to like try to try to yeah. go to like try to really go get something. I really, I really struggle with the external validation, st- the external validation stuff. I have a hard time I mean, what, what I want and what other people want from me, for sure. Like, like I think we all like it's very rare that a person does not struggle with that. Like, I struggle with that too. Um, yeah. If like, I mean, all right, I think everybody I, does to some extent, but yeah. like to like the reason why I think of like when Buster Posey retires, it makes me think about a story about external validation is because that, you know, that's clearly a, a thing that like uh, affects my, my life and my, the way I view the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, for, yeah, I, I, I also with my kids and like try to give them the narrative of like, you want to do what you want to do, which yeah. they want to ride horses. Like that's, that's basically <laughs> what they want to do. Okay. But also, I pair that with, but you're also going to college, whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, look, there are certain things you have to do, right? <laughs> like, everybody wants to do what they want to do. But like, you know, life is not necessarily about happiness and meaning. It's, sorry, happiness and comfort, <laughs> right? Like, you need meaning and meaning means working hard. Working hard oftentimes means being a little bit uncomfortable. Um, or like um, at least being at the end <laughs> of, your, of your of your comfort zone. Parenting is like often takes the form of a not particularly sophisticated version of cognitive dissonance. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, especially when like you really, really want your kids to be good at either things that you are good at or things that you were bad at, and really they're just going to oh, be. Yeah. What they're going to be. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, that is like that is always a problem. Is like trying to not trying. On one hand, you don't want to give away all of your childhood experiences, right? Like there's uh, there's only a limited number of things you can draw on to reason through what your child is going through. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if you only view their struggles and their desires through the lens of your life, you will miss so much and you will be so bad at giving advice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, one of the, it, 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 it's like also always a difficult day, the day that you realize that your parents are not infallible and that there's a lot of things that they don't understand about the world that you understand, some of which can be tracked back to their own path and how that is mismatched with how the world looks today. And some of it, uh, and some of it can be tracked back to like, the slice of the world that they currently experience, which is different than, than what the rest of it looks like. Um, I, like, I try to be mindful of that whenever I'm telling my kids something, even, even, even at this age of like the things that I know, like, are they at all, do they matter at all anymore? Cause some of them don't. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to be completely obsolete in the world. And I'll just say <laughs> probably, I'll probably just like bury myself with like Greek histories or something like that. Like that's, yeah. that, that's probably what I'll do. Um, I'm... I, with, with my parents, I, I think my dad called me up to ask me to explain if I explain Bitcoin to him oh boy. Um, the other day. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, how do I ground this in your world? Um, and also I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 revisit a thing that we talked about an awful lot, I think, um, which you know we're variations on like well we we talked a lot about how tech interacts with the labor market, but it doesn't really like I don't think people in tech necessarily have a clear idea about what labor markets do or yep. how they work, including ourselves sometimes. Yep. Um, complex which, systems. Right. And very hard to complex systems. Yeah. San Francisco. Ian, does does San Francisco feel over to you in terms of the the does does the Bay Area tech scene done? Did the pandemic kill it? I mean, I know the answer to I know the answer to that, but I also want a projection. Yeah. (laughs) So so I mean the you know is the Bay Area tech scene done, I think, is a more difficult question to answer than is the San Francisco tech scene done. <laughs> um, uh, like, there, there are still a lot of people who live here who work in tech and they own homes and don't necessarily want to leave. Um, that said, it, it is very, very clear that the pandemic drove things to be more, much more distributed because there were a lot of people who didn't necessarily want to be here and were, would have been perfectly happy or much happier living in a different place. Uh, and the pandemic allowed them to do so. Um, and I don't think any of those people are coming back, like no matter how, like, like it's very clear that this cohort of people, like they're gone and they're not coming back. Um, when you think about a projection, like that part is hard. And the reason that that's hard is that San Francisco historically has run in these like boom and bust cycles. Uh, and if you would have, you know, I mean, when I got here in 2004, like San Francisco was really just felt empty. Yeah. And so, you know, basically like a lot of the people who had built web 1.0, like, I mean, San Francisco was part of that, although not as large a part as it turned out to be in web 2.0. But like those people, like for the most part, like they left and went to other places um, and they didn't come back, Um, you know, but 10 years later, like a new cohort of people kind of came in and set up San Francisco as their base for what turned out to be uh, really, really the mobile wave more, more so than, than like, than, than, uh, than web two. But it is not so 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 we've historically had these like boom bust cycles. I think the thing you really have to ask, though, is like, well, what is it that causes a group of people to choose a given location to set up their company? And usually it's kind of a combination of three things. One is like availability of capital. The second is like 
is like what is the quality of life in that in that city in that area like is it a place that they would like to be and then the third is like are there are there friends there <laughs> right um and yeah and well are there are there friends there and can you hire the people like i mean it's a you know it's like a mutual decision right like yeah the yeah like there's a there because the engineer like the companies go there because there are enough engineers there which yeah. causes more engineers to go there which causes more companies to go there which causes more engineers to go yeah. there like the like you build up a thick labor market yeah and so that mutually reinforcing path yeah yeah so, so then you know when i think about the signs blinking red right now it's really the fact that like, well, it used to be that people had a very strong preference for Bay Area based companies for uh, for capital allocation. That's not true anymore, right? Like that's definitely gotten very distributed. Um, it used to be that, uh, that, that, that this one area was very heavily networked, which like drew in more and more people like that's now, that's now distributed. It's, it's less clear to me, like, oh, if you wanted to go live where 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 your friends were at, like, it's not obvious that this is where they're going to be anymore. And then, but but to me, the the piece that's really most concerning is like is like that quality of life side. Like, you walk around San Francisco today, it is empty. Like, it feels worse than it did back back in two thousand four. There's just nobody there. Um, and then you have like a city government uh, that like like literally borders on the insane and so like from a you know from a from a business owner's perspective i don't know how you justify setting something up there where like you just don't know like number one are there ever going to be any people again and then number two like if the city runs into financial difficulties like how how much like like how is that going to affect you because uh, they're going to have tax gaps to fill and you just don't know what they're going to do. Um, and so my, my guess is like, if, if I had to make, 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 make a projection, like we are headed for another, for like one of those localized downturns. And the big question around like, well, will, will the city come back is not around this cohort of companies. It's like at some point in the future, is there any reason for anybody to come back here? Um, and historically, there have been like it's a beautiful city. Like you know, maybe the you know the artists and the Bohemians come back, but but like as a as a tech center, I I just don't see it. Like if you were to go say like oh I'm gonna pick out a random spot to open up my my tech company, and I I do want to be able to hire engineers. Yeah, I, like, I I honestly don't know where that would be today. Right, right. there hasn't like yeah. I don't know that it's like. I, th I feel like the null hypothesis is still probably the yeah. Bay Area, right? Like, yeah, I mean, um, it definitely isn't Miami. Um, yeah, but... I mean, Miami has obviously has buzz. Uh, it, it, like, I don't know that the technical talent has has flowed down there yet. It doesn't mean they won't, but but I haven't seen indication of that yet. Um, a lot. I I I I will say. I, a lot of people in my, in my peripheral network, I, in, in like the outer reaches of, of my network, especially on the younger side, uh, have gone to New York. So, so it is possible that that is the one that is, that's like on, on, on the way up. Um, I, I, I really, really don't know. New York uh, would make some, some sense as a, as an alternative. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. I think I'm, I agree. I agree with pretty much everything you said in there. Um, the that la like that thick labor market is really really important, and I yeah. don't know. Like the, the thing that makes me say I I definitely like I asked you for a forecast, but I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and cheat and say like this is yeah. a terrible thing to forecast, right? Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> this is a multiple equilibrium problem, and those things are yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, like if people if people who are new to engineering still are moving in then the, that market won't die right like if that's the yeah if it still yeah. makes sense for them to go there because they're going to maximize the chance of getting the job they want then there's like then that will still yeah will still keep it thriving and honestly like you can run a 
I don't, you know, I haven't lived there in a, I haven't lived in the area in a while, so I have no idea what the local politics are like or anything like that. But you could probably run a test to see just how terrible things are, and like maybe the labor market still functions, right? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. it's, it's totally, totally possible. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I will say this again as a business owner like New York is, is like my least favorite place to have employees. <laughs> I mean, we have some who are, who are in New York and I, mm-hmm. I obviously I, this, this has nothing to do with them. It's just their department of labor is such a pain. Um, oh, that, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, it, 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 they're, they're very, very, very difficult to, to, to deal with for reasons nobody seems to understand. Um, uh, but <laughs> you know such is life that happens <laughs> yeah i mean I'll, I'll say for 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 me like like the bellwether of all of this to like really figure out what's going on is like uh i mean i i i i don't want this to come off as like me sounding like like i'm not an elitist but there there are ways that you can kind of measure this um, and like the bellwether to me is sort of like the, you know, the, 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 the new MIT grads who are going into software engineering, where are they going? Because it, it, it used to be they were going straight to hedge funds in New York and then it flipped and they were headed out to, to, uh, to, to technology in Silicon Valley in the Bay area and, you know, three or four months from now, as things are like starting to, to re-equilibrize, like where are those people going to, will basically tell you, I think, what the next like five or seven years is going to look like. Because if they're not coming out here, then uh, then then the Bay Area, like for, you know, for say somebody coming out of Stanford, for instance, they've already been here, like they kind of live here. And so like maybe they won't yeah. leave. But like very few people when they, uh, you know, stay in Boston, because there's not as much of a scene there. So like, where are those people going? Uh, and that'll give you some indication of like, of, of where things are headed. I will tell you all that Boston is nice, though. And I mean, I'm sure Boston is a very nice city. Um, <laughs> I, I just know that that's not a place where people stay to work after they finish school for the most part. Do- did you know that before Microsoft moved in that like Seattle, Seattle was kind of like, like how, how people think of Detroit now as yep. like a, a deindustrializing, yep. like yep. rotting city. Yep. Like it was not a burgeoning tech, tech hub yep. at the moment that, and basically that is, that yep. is what happened. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, city, cities can change. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's also a reason that Microsoft ended up in a suburb and not in the city proper. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I just I, like these kind of like, where does the labor market go really yeah. determine the character of the city sometimes. Yes. A lot of my pre-pandemic world view is built fairly strongly ideologically on the point of view that like there's a lot of hard to quantify things about how people learn on the job that require like that that cause people to underestimate how important it is to be co-located yeah and i think being you know being a remote employee and going through the pandemic allowed me to like revise some of my thinking about that and i'm like okay like this isn't so bad i can i can work in these conditions, um, I can find ways to collaborate and coordinate. And there's some way, there's some types of deep work that I'm actually much better at yep. not working in the office. Um, they're also the thing that has revealed to me is like, it is gotta be a lot harder to be a junior employee where everybody, yep. like where more people are distributed. Cause that just seems, yep. um, it does like, I, I think, I sh- the the posterior correction to my beliefs should be like if you're a mid to late career, you can actually pick up a lot more about the specific things you need to know at your company. Yeah. To to succeed, if you're early, uh, it's actually like I'm surprised by how 
hard it is for a company to set up a good like onboarding program yeah. for somebody who is not used to like not used to having a job yet let's say yeah yeah and and i think like you know there there's probably so you know when i think about our our situation at liferaf like it's is very clear to me that like distributed uh it, and like i i I hesitate to say remote because like, you know, if, if we had a remote from what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like, if we had a critical mass in some area and that group of people like wanted a place where they, you know, wanted yeah. to go into an office, like we would probably figure out how to support that. Um, Similarly, like Lightyear has like, there's no, I'm not sure there's a single place where we have maybe Toronto. Yeah. is the place where like the most people are but it's 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 a plurality not a majority right yeah and and like that's certainly our situation and and i think that's you know and frankly i don't mind that right i get to it gives me a much broader base to uh you know to uh uh, uh to hire from and then you know if i think about sort of just just like uh uh and uh uh uh, uh like, I'm not generally an ideological person, but there's value in having, in having things spread across more geographic areas from a societal perspective. Um, there, <laughs> let's see. There's the there's, there's it, it is not always better for the individual, but from a from from a societal perspective, one could argue that like, hey, having good jobs in lots of other places like is probably valuable, and I definitely have heard many folks who believe that. Well, I mean, I mean, we can make that that bit explicit if you want like, to revisit the the previous thing we were just talking yeah. about. Like, remember, I was talking about like Seattle. Yeah, yeah. So like, like, like there's a dark timeline for Seattle yeah. where yeah. that didn't become a tech hub, and honestly, like. So you take a look at what the where the U.S. economy has gone, and I don't want to like again. This is not like a thing I like to forecast, but yeah, the reason why, like, part of um, where our political polarization comes from is that you have all of these tech centers where there's highly like where a college degree buys you a foot in the door on a good job. Yeah. that pays well and gets you it also like it like integrates you with a circle of people that have a way of no, like way of learning about things and talking to each other yeah that i think genuinely does have some benefits even though there are some like there are some clear drawbacks as well right apart from just the salary yeah and then there are the parts of the country that don't have, and these are geo, these are geo, like these are sorted geographically. Like it is, yeah. you've got all of the tech centers. They invite more people that are just like the people that were working there in, and then yeah. they they make more money. And then you go over to like if you like you know to take a, a stark example of like in California, you have like the Bay Area, and then you drive east for three hours um past lodi and yeah. you have these towns that used to do forestry or mining yeah and, are and just... there there's nothing there right yeah. like they're and their their incomes are getting worse the share of like you know and it, it yep. shows up as like what percentage of these of the people here have college degrees and what people percentage don't have college degrees but it really is like which towns have these jobs that are growing and adding more and more stuff to the economy and which which towns are stuck are with yep. um a part of the economy that is not growing it is not um you know and there can be various reasons for that and that turns people against each other like yep yep they um so i mean there may be maybe there's a thing there i have no idea whether spreading a whole bunch of college graduates across the country like, we'll find out right yeah. like if in fact like a bunch of college graduates are moving across the country and maybe some of them are moving into these more economically depressed towns and like will there be now <laughs> will they annoy the shit out of the people that live there or <laughs> or, or, will they... <laughs> or, or will they help like you know basically build up build up a service economy in those places 
some economic growth. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's it's like a lot of things you can kind of dial down to like just just like a money in problem. Like, is there inflow of money? Right. Which is which is why, like a lot of those towns that were in, you know, forestry or mining where like that doesn't exist anymore. If they were able to kind of work their way into tourism, then they ended up OK. Or maybe, you know, I mean, maybe that caused other problems later. But like, I think there there's a reasonable discussion to be had about like, you know, like like maybe if, if you can figure out a way to to decouple the thickness of the labor market in terms of allowing people to cluster so that they can share expertise from the geography so that they can actually spread out and at least like the uh, the gains are shared a little bit more more broadly like I mean that's at least a different model I don't know if it works or if it's better but it hasn't it's never happened so no it would... it's it's never happened I think that this 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 is maybe a new thing in the world, if indeed it takes it all. And yeah. again, like I think our, you know, what we were saying earlier is like for new, like it's a little, like there's a little scary model in my head where all of the mid and uh, senior <laughs> employees go off to work with each other. And then they yeah. like, we're just not on ramping. Like we're not building up yeah. the human capital of the people that are new as quickly yeah um, and so, so, so yeah where yeah. does that break yeah so, so like basically to me like in this world that's the thing you have to start thinking about and like you know some of it is onboarding but there's actually like like in my opinion a broader issue because like you can on you can build the best onboarding process that anybody's ever seen and they understand you know and it gives someone a really good understanding of like of like what it is your that your company does uh and what their and like what their job is going to be uh, at least in the first you know four to five months um the thing that i think is hard though um is that you know like when you're when you're early on in your career there's a lot of unknown unknowns to you uh, like questions that you don't even know to ask, um, and uh, and and basically, like the in in the pre-pandemic world, the way that that got solved was you walked into your job and you were seated next to somebody senior who was you know who was good at their job and knew what they were doing, and then you know you got a lot by osmosis. Right, because you could watch that person work, and you could basically see, like, okay, this is what good, this is what good looks like. This is this is what it takes to get there. In the remote world, or, or in the distributed world, like that's not necessarily the case. And so you have to have some way of getting exposed to, like, here is how hard, you know, here is good, and here is how hard I have to work to get there. Uh, and and to me, that's sort of you know I, I know we've been thinking a lot about this, um, um, and and like that's sort of the the core problem that I think companies need to solve as they as they move into what certainly looks to me like a very different world than the one that we have been living in. I mean, I think you could do that. I think, but I think that the with with strictly um, even with a strictly distributed like workforce yeah i think you got to be more conscious about it right you have yeah. to block off time you have to do these co-working blocks right where it's just like no you know as <laughs> awkward and weird as it feels you keep zoom open and you work next yeah. to each other the way toddlers play next to each other at a preschool yard right yeah um yeah uh, yeah yeah, I mean, you I know think what else you do, like, I mean, it doesn't I, feel like a solved problem, right? Like, it, yeah. it feels like a thing we're still grasping for. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is definitely a thing that we're still grasping for. And it's going to be a little while before before it gets solved. Like, I, I, I think some of it is also, uh, you know, maybe, maybe comes back to like more structured mentorship programs. Um, and like feedback loops that don't involve the management layer so like they're not performance reviews they're really it's just like going over your work with a senior level person who has been assigned to you 
and can help you figure out those intangible pieces um, like that, you know, it, but, but whatever it's going to be, I think it's definitely, it will need to be more structured than the pre pandemic world had to be. And I think also like in, in this interim period, before, you know, as companies are trying to figure this out, if like I were a more, if like I were an early career individual, like, I think one of the things you unfortunately have, have to realize is that like companies haven't figured this out yet because it's brand new. So how do you protect yourself as an individual and make sure you're getting yeah, what no, you don't, don't, it would be, it would be a great idea for you to take the initiative to try and yeah. figure out how to solve this because um, I you, you should, there's a genuine worry that like most, a lot of companies are just going to be like, Eh. Yeah. Well, or, well, well, we don't have to be the one to solve this, so we're not going to yeah. be the one to solve this, um, and yeah. we'll just hire around it. Yeah, um, it's like, or that they'll try and be ineffective at it. Like, not every company is going to end up good at this. Um, I mean, I mean, that one's also like I put a lot of money on that for a lot of companies. Like, think of, I I don't know about you, but I've always felt like companies are extremely bad at explicit instruction. Right. Like you every, almost every course that I've ever sat through where like a company was like going to tell me exactly how to do something was either completely aimed at not the right thing to do or was just really boring and hard to like grasp or yep. just too dumb. Right. Like this it's rare that you like get those like those aha moments in through company training. For, for me as an individual, if I'm, if I'm early career, like I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely taking a step out and like taking as much initiative as I possibly can to just like get feedback from senior level folks, like as many as I can access as many as will talk to me regularly, Be because I think at the end of the day, it's, it's like, like you just need that interaction with you know, with people who are good at the job that you want to be doing. Um, and, and, it, and if you're not going to get it from sitting next to them in, in an office, like, like, you, like, go out and get it. <laughs> like, it's so important to see what good looks like, like, go out and get it. There's a lot that I don't understand about the future of tech, right? And yeah. that's probably the, the biggest variable to me is like how how do we deal like if we're going to be more distributed and maybe we're not maybe that maybe this doesn't land for this very reason and that like we just have a hard time bringing in new people right yeah that, that, i i i mean I, I like from from what i can see like it is hard for me to see how the current situation goes away um you know and part of it it, it is like it may well be better for a junior, you know, for, for, for an early career employee to be on site somewhere next to a senior level person. But I also just think about myself and I'm like, I like not having the commute. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely think for the most, like, again, like going back to my prior beliefs is like, I, for the most part, I'm like, Oh, actually, this is one of these things that like, once you disturb the system, and it settles on something, it mostly works fine. Yeah. Um, but this is a big hole, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is this is this is definitely a big hole. It's just like you're gonna need that, you know, that senior group of people to help close the gap. And the question is like, are they gonna want to come back in an office? Uh to 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 close it that way, like I'm not sure. Right. It, and like that, that could be a driver more, more than anything else is sort of the, the preferences around that workforce, even if they are not, uh, you know, even given that, that, that they're not necessarily the ones having the problem. The senior IC, I will speak as a person who is, is such like this situation for me is great. For the yeah, most part. exactly. <laughs> The people who are who are who should be unhappy are my boss and junior employees, right? Yeah, because yeah. And so part of what my boss used to get from employing me was this human capital spillover. Yeah, it was like making was other not, people better. Yeah, 
Right. And there was no way for me to charge, like yeah. to basically charge my, like, like for, like, I, I couldn't do a piece rate on how much people yeah. earned from me. Right? Yeah. It's like, um, but, but like, but like to me, that's, that's the core question. Right. So, you know, basically imagine a scenario where, where like your boss was like, okay, we can't up level junior employees. Like this isn't working for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, and came to you and said, we're opening an office and we need you to come in every day because those people need to be able to, it's not because of anything you're doing. Your job is actually, you are doing excellently, uh, but now we need you to commute so that you can sit next to two or three people who, who are not upscaling fast enough. Like, uh, it, it's hard for me to see how that world works as long as there's it doesn't, another... doesn't feel like there's enough leverage with most companies in this. Yeah. Area. Yeah. Like, like you would just be like, exactly. okay, great. I'm going to go find a different job now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I do, I do feel like I, like I, and probably a lot of people like me would be like, okay, let's figure out something else. Yeah. 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 Like, right. like that, that I'm sure you would be I, very I, open to. Well, and the other, I mean, the other thing is I truly believe that is where more of my, like more of my, like, that is where my surplus value comes from. Like other people right. can write fucking queries and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, you know, that's sort of my, uh, that's one of the reasons why I say like, like this is a problem we are going to have to solve. Um, you know, awareness is, is at least a good chunk of it. And, and, and it's certainly something that, that we think a lot about. Uh, and you know, and we've got s some ideas in terms of how 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 we go about how we go about solving it. I think like, but 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 I don't. The, the world that I don't see is one where we just go back to the way things were because there because like, and 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 the reason for that is like again when you think you know going back to this idea of how do labor markets function, like. There is a high, there is a group of very high leverage people, people who look like you, um, who this mode of operating is just a lot better for them and they prefer it. And if, and, and, and as long as that's the case, it's, it will be hard to say, well, we know how to solve this problem in the old world. So let's go back there. That's the right way to think about labor markets. It is not like what is the clearing price? What is the most efficient thing? It is actually who has the leverage. That it, is, it is yeah. more of a social institution than it is a market institution, right? Yep. So the the question of like what what equilibrium do you settle on? Like it is an equilibrium of sorts. Um, is not what is like what is how does this behave under perfect competition? What's the market clearing price? It is literally like which group of individuals has the leverage in this situation and then yeah. what is their what do they what feel like their social social yeah. commitment commitments are and yeah. what are their 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 forward-looking preferences yeah we may have misidentified who those people are which yeah that's <laughs> the annoying thing about that but yeah. that is the the right way to think about how yeah. how labor markets work yeah well you know you've taught me some things <laughs> before before <laughs> we worked together i don't think i ever thought about labor markets at all i was just like oh there's a salary you pay for something and then convince them to come work for you and it's like no 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 <laughs> that's not how this works <laughs> well i mean you've definitely taught me a lot of things as well um i write a lot you you, you and i gotta tell you i write a lot of tests now i don't think i ever <laughs> wrote a, i don't think i ever wrote a test i thought it was a dumb idea to write tests for data infrastructure when i first met you uh -huh. now i am you like i am I am the zeal of the convert guy when it comes to tests. Although I don't probably proselytize it as much, I'm happy to. I'll write my tests yep. and let other people let other people write theirs however they want to. But uh, yeah, but aren't 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 like the evenings aren't the evenings and weekends so much better when you have tests? <laughs> Um, the mornings can be worse, <laughs> right? Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely like, you know, there's, um, but yeah, you like the time that it takes you to figure out what went wrong is great. And plus yeah. 
my favorite part is like when you've got a leaky piece of infrastructure above you, like up the pipeline from you, you can just write a test and pretend that it's testing your code, but when you know it's really testing someone else's. Um, well, uh, I, 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 I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you. I, Ian, I think that, you know, uh, I think that this is a, as good a, good a place as any to, to end it. Um, this is, this podcast has been very special to me. It's one of the things I'm most proud of that I've done in my life. I want to thank you for doing this with me and thank all the people who have supported, listened and argued and um, just paid attention to us for a little while. I hope, I hope yeah. that it, I hope that it enriched your life in some way. Oh man, I'm a little sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sad too. But yeah, right, right back at you though. All right, Ian. You, I don't know if there's anything you want to plug or talk about what you're doing in the future or anything like that before, before um, we go. Yeah, you know, you know, just been, uh, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit. Uh, actually at the beginning of the year when we, when we launched publicly, but, you know, st still working on LifeRaft, you can go check us out at liferaft.co. Um, if you, uh, we, uh, you know, we offer some insurances that most people should probably have, um, especially if, if you don't have a cancer or a critical illness policy, I, I, I generally uh, recommend that after you buy your life insurance. Um, but yeah, just go check us out. We're also hiring. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's the shameless plug. Uh, and you know, you can, you can find me, uh, online, uh, at Ian blue one on Twitter. Um, I am, you know, I'm working at Lightyear. Uh, I, we are also hiring. Hey, if you're, especially if you're a data engineer or, or a data scientist, um, we're, we're looking to hire, come, come, come work with me. Um, if you're a listener, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I can't guarantee you that you'll get through the interview process. Just if you mentioned the, the podcast, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Um, it's like, uh, all the and, phone screen. come on, Otis, guarantee that. <laughs> I will guarantee you that you will get the sequel homework. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I will, um, and it's possible that I'll I'll start blogging, and if I if I start blogging, Ian's always got an invitation to 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 join me. Uh, so, but it'll definitely not be like a coordinated. Oh, we we're gonna find <laughs> an hour uh, on different time zones to do yeah. uh, to do something together at the same time, sort of thing. Um, I'll you know if anyone wants to reach out and. Uh, subscribe to that or know where that is. Uh, I'm at Old Jacket on Twitter. It's the best place to find me. I'm going to miss this. Um, thank you. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thank you, too, Otis. And, and thank you, everyone.